Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. Wow, that war of words is heating up over the UAW vote taking place this week at the Volkswagen plant in Tennessee. Two days ago, Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee declared that VW would build a new SUV in the plant if workers reject the union. That prompted the plant manager, Frank Fisher, to put out a press release denying the vote would affect getting a new vehicle to build at the plant. And that prompted Senator Corker to fire back with his own press release saying, the decisions regarding the Volkswagen expansion are not being made by anyone in management at the Chattanooga plant. Wow, is that a slap at Frank Fisher? He goes on to say, after all these years and my involvement with Volkswagen, I would not have made the statement I made yesterday without being confident it was true and factual. When he was mayor of Chattanooga, Corker played a major role in getting the plant to locate there, and presumably he's got good inside sources back in Germany. So what are others in the auto industry saying about this vote? Here's some of my AutoLine insight that I heard through the grapevine. GM, Ford, and Chrysler like the idea of having the other car manufacturers in the U.S. being represented by the UAW. That would put everyone on an even playing field. But the Detroit Three have benefited greatly by the non-union transplants with their lower wages and benefits because they have used that as leverage to get concessions out of the UAW. Even so, the transplants still have a labor cost advantage, and the Detroit Three would love to see that advantage disappear. And that's why, in this instance, they're quietly rooting for the UAW, while the transplants are praying that the union fails. Sales of light-duty vehicles in the U.S. may have taken a slump last month, but sales of big trucks hit their highest levels in years. Sales of medium and heavy-duty trucks were up 5.5% on a daily rate basis in January compared to a year ago, while deliveries hit nearly 26,300 units. Overall, sales of Class 5, 7, and 8 trucks were up, while Classes 4 and 6 dipped slightly. And what has got to be the best fashion accessory for the gearhead et in your life since the seatbelt purse is the Mercedes-AMG burnout bag. All that's needed was a Mercedes CLS 63-AMG shooting brake and a swatch of leather taped to the ground. And then they do a burnout on the leather. AMG partner Destroy vs. Beauty then takes the material and makes it into bags. But just like its vehicles, these bags are made for the country club set, with prices starting over $1,000. Way back in 2012, we showed you a minivan concept from BMW called the Active Tourer, and now it's headed to production. But now it's going to be called the 2 Series Active Tourer, and it dumps the hybrid powertrain that the concept showed off. Instead, it'll be powered by the automaker's twin power turbo technology, which in the 2 Series Coupe includes two four-cylinder engines, one of which is a diesel, and a six-cylinder engine. No word yet on when the active tourer will hit showrooms. The China Association of Automobile Manufacturers is warning the Chinese government not to let foreign automakers operate more independently in the country. 
Bloomberg reports that they say the Chinese brands will be killed in the cradle if foreign automakers are allowed to operate independently of their Chinese partners. Amazingly, the association says the foreigners will wipe them out because they have lower costs thanks to their global supply chain. And here I thought all those foreign companies flocked to China because it's such a low-cost country. Chinese brands are losing sales and market share. They have about 38% of the Chinese market. But even the Manufacturers Association admits a key reason is they're not competitive in quality or service. So just how big can the car market grow in China? One expert tells us the answer coming up next. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Last year in China, car makers sold over 20 million cars, SUVs, and commercial vehicles. But just how much more can the market grow? In the following clip from AutoLine This Week, I asked Jack Perkowski from JFP Holdings that question. Here's what he had to say. And uh, I talked to a number of officials and, and people in the industry, and they're looking at 10% annual rate of growth in units in the automotive industry. So I think they see from 2013 to 2020 as a period where you know, the industry is going to continue to have very strong growth. And so this is the time to really make hay, as they say. This year, China's probably going to build something like 20 million vehicles, right. cars, trucks, and buses. You know, 10% growth in seven years, you double it. I mean, do you see it growing that big, or how big do you think this market will become? Oh, I think it can easily be 30 to 40 million vehicles a year. And the reason for that is that, uh, you know, the 20 million vehicles that you referenced are really just the conventional vehicles. There's another 40 million vehicles out there that could produce every year that you would look at and say that they're really not con conventional. And, and what's happening is you're con converting these unconventional vehicles into conventional. So I would say that the demand, the annual demand for new transportation every year is probably more in the order of 50 to 60 million. Now, when you say non-conventional vehicles, you mean like these little neighborhood yeah. kind of putt-putt cars? If you almost. travel around China, go outside the, you know, the major cities, you, you see it all over. And you know these are all fun. You know they're, you know they're nothing that you would ever call a truck or a car or anything like that. But they actually serve the purpose of moving people and goods. And you know they're very polluting, and so the government is trying to clean up the atmosphere. So they're trying to get people to convert those unconventional vehicles to conventional. And so as that process goes on, I think you're going to see the the more conventional auto industry continue to grow. Also joining me for that show is James Hope, the Canadian who's now the design director at Cherry Motors, and Daniel Kirchert, the managing director at Infinity's China Operation. And as always, you can watch that show in its entirety right now at our website, autoline.tv. And that wraps up this week's reports. Go out and have a great weekend, and please join us again here on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.